0: Welcome to Hour of Devastation, the weekly Magic the Cavern podcast where we talk all things Magic the Cavern. I'm your host, Joe Loudon, and with me as always is Sam Neill. Hiya. How are you doing this week, Sam?
1: I'm doing pretty good, thanks. Good, good. I, uh, yeah, you know, the world's still terrible and getting worse somehow, but I feel fine. Yep. (laughs) And that's all that matters, isn't it?
0: Uh, it's it's all it's all you can do really at this point just look after yourself (laughs) find a way to cope yeah
1: no i'm doing good i'm doing good i feel good and it's nice to be recording again
0: yeah definitely definitely
1: how how are you feeling is the main question
0: oh uh i I don't know i really just don't know to be honest at this point um so yeah we we took last week off because i was feeling pretty awful um had some pretty bad uh, side effects from my my COVID booster. I still have not fully recovered. Uh, I still have like this weird, bizarre dizziness and like a swollen lymph node in my neck, which is Sweet. is a little worrying. Not as worrying as when I phoned one 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 and they told me that I might get temporary temporary blindness and facial paralysis. That was uh,
1: not what you want to hear. That
0: was no was brilliant, brilliant thing to hear. Was, yeah, uh, I've had a time. I've I've been having a time, but you know. Much rather suffer with these weird side effects for like a week and a bit than get the awful illness that kills everyone. So, yeah. so yeah, yeah I'm all right. Tricks. I'm all right. Smart and tricks. then t- today, I I had my first day of jury duty. So that was a that was a thing which I'm not going to talk about on this podcast because I cannot legally. But
1: yeah, when you turn thirty, jury duty, you're officially an adult.
0: Yeah, welcome. Yeah. <laughs> It's yeah, oh, yeah. I've got a, <laughs> a whole host of things going on, but I think I think I'm alright. I'm alright despite everything. Despite everything, just get through the end of this year, and then I'll be be good again. I think.
1: Uh huh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> how is your smart. How has your week in magic? Been Have you played much magic at all last
1: week? Uh yeah, well, the week before I did, and I was very excited to talk Sweet. about it. And then you very selfishly got ill. Yeah. So I couldn't talk about it. <laughs> um, yeah, we had our we had our store championships, uh, which I played in rather than running, which was nice. So I actually got to play a whole day worth of Magic, which is the most Magic I've played in, most Magic I played in two years, and I was just so tired afterwards. I played six oh, rounds of Magic. Yeah. That's so many. It is <laughs> in <yeah>. one day. <laughs> I haven't played that much Magic in literally two years. Uh, but yeah, I, I I came sixth in the sixth in the Swiss. Oh, nice. Got, nice swiftly destroyed by David Inglis on in the top 8 because <laughs> nice. uh, the man can't lose
0: yeah I expect nothing less
1: yeah he, he was just the best player in the room and that's fine he often is yeah. <laughs> and uh, I got destroyed and that was fine but it was really good I, I had a lot of fun I was playing um, good Esper Food
0: oh nice it's a really cool deck
1: yeah it was really fun um, I'd liked the food variants for a while um, and I was looking for an excuse to play Thought Monitor yeah uh and yeah my deck was pretty sweet i'll uh i'll run through the list quickly if anyone's interested
0: i'm interested uh
1: <laughs> so four copies of asmo three emery three oval chase drags uh daredevil two urza four thought monitor four thought cast four underworld cookbook four blood fountain which is the best card in modern uh, four mistress warble one aether spellbomb one Nih- one nihil spellbomb 1 Springleaf Drum 1 Shadow Spear 2 Portable Hole 1 Time Civ which is the worst card in modern <laughs> 4 Ezra Saga 4 Polluted Delta 4 Flooded Strand Godless shrine, Shrine Hall Hallow 2 Water Grave 2 Glimmer Void 2 Island 1 Swamp and the sideboard was 2 Damping Sphere 3 engineered Explosives 3 Prismatic Ending 3 Metallic Rebuke 1 Kozilek Butcher of Truth Nice uh, Another Nihil Spellbomb 1 Soulguard Lantern and a pithing Noodle
0: Nice Sounds like a really cool deck
1: Deck was great. It was so much fun. Uh, you take so many game actions and create so many game objects and do absolutely nothing. Yeah, it sounds so like on, my kind of deck. Yeah. So on turn one, you'd play an Underworld Cookbook, and then turn two, you you'd discard a, a Overtrace Dead Devil, make a food, bring back the Dead Devil to your hand, cast an Asmo, find another um, Underworld Cookbook, casting it off the Oza you just played, and then discard another card, make another food, and then kill something because you've got two food with your asmo yeah and then that would be the most interesting thing you do again <laughs> um it was really funny it was just like because i played like a Sultai version that was playing finale of devastation to go get yep. asmo for two mana and the card's just bad like having to get two green when you want to be casting asmo is kind of bad and you just don't need to find it that often because you can play other good cards in your deck. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't just need to have Asmode for the deck to be good. Um, so play Thought Monitor and Thoughtcast and just rip through your deck. And then eventually you find an Urza and just sort of seal the game or win through chaining Urza sagas or whatever. Um, but yeah, the deck, the deck was was so much fun. I played a game against Death and Taxes where I'd made 16 food over the course of the game. And then finally drew an Asmo and killed their entire board in one turn. Nice. <laughs> so that was good. Yeah, it's really, really fun. The um, Blood Fountain is the best card for Modern from Crimson Vow. Yeah, yeah, the you think The so? card is completely nuts. A single black for an artifact when it's about to make a blood token. And then you can pay three and a black, tap and sacrifice it to return two creatures from your graveyard to your hand. Which is a really good mode, because one of the best modes on the Underworld cookbook is being able to rebuy stuff you've milled. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or, or discard it to the cookbook. And that in combination with em- Emery is just nonsense.
0: I love Emery. Um, it's just such a cool card.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. I, I wanted to. I wanted to play a deck with Emery because I just love that card. Yeah. Um, it's just so good. Like just rebuying Mishra's Bubbles is just really good. Um, but yeah, like the Blood Fountain like makes two artifacts for Affinity, makes two artifacts for your construct tokens with both Urza and Urza Saga. Being able to rummage for one mana off the blood token when you need to is just fine to smooth out your draw. It counts as a discard, so you can cast Asmo. It's just, it's just so good. Yeah. And then the 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 double, the double distant tomb is so good. Uh, off the off the Emery Mill, and yeah, you just make a bunch of things, and then you can kill your opponent's stuff and attack them with like a massive contract token, or just keep hitting them with a three three because they've got nothing in play because you keep killing them with Asmo. Uh, Time save was horrendous. <laughs> it's just like a one of. I'm not even playing Wurm Wurm invention, so like I can't find it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just a one of in the deck. I mean, you draw a lot of cards because you're playing four thought mono or four thought cast. But having five artifacts to actually sack to it, <laughs> take an extra, turn and have that extra turn be meaningful is uh, difficult. Um, yeah, I feel like
0: if you have five artifacts on board, like a lot of the time, that's probably just going to be food, and you're just going to use them with Asmo anyway. Like yeah, rob them, suck them, and take an extra turn, and then just do nothing. Like,
1: yeah. Well, you want them in play to, for affinity for your, for yeah, your yeah cards. Uh, yeah, the deck was just—it was so much fun. Um, people weren't really prepared for it, obviously. Yeah, because <laughs> there's been like the Urza Kitchen deck was, was a thing for a while. Yeah, and yeah. the 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 cat oven version as well was a thing, and then it just sort of dropped off because it wasn't good. And I think the addition of the affinity cards is it's been good especially in combination with blood fountain. Yeah. Being able to make two artifacts on turn 1, one of which is an outlet to cast Asmo, is, is really powerful.
0: It just sounds like one of those decks as well where like if the room isn't prepared for it, you're just going to take down loads of games and that's cool. I love this kind yeah, of deck. Yeah, for
1: decks. sure. For sure. It's it's really really good. This sideboard gets to be good as well, like splashing white. So the the main deck's basically blue black except for two copies of Portable hole. Yeah. And portable hole is nice because Lurus decks are everywhere so you can Uh, exiled basically everything (laughs) in a lot of people's decks and it still taps for mana with Urza, which is really nice and it for Affinity you can recast it with Emery if they get rid of it and the sideboard gets Prismatic Endings Prismatic Endings is one of the best cards in the format. Yeah,
0: that's a very good card
1: Yeah, sideboard wasn't really I just sort of threw some cards in I was expecting combo, so I put some Damping Spheres in there Stops Tron, stops Amulet Titan, stops all the spell casting decks like your Adnors or whatever, Adnors Lotus Field, that sort of nonsense. Or if someone's sleeving up actual Blue Red Storm, uh, the engine Explosives were bad because <laughs> the 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 deck's quite mana hungry, so being able to play it and activate it on the same turn is kind of hard. Yeah, but I I think it's I think it's kind of fine. I'd maybe play more Damping Spheres just because you are so dead to combo because you just can't interact the way that you interact was with. You interact with permanence, so the only sideboard thing you have really is damping sphere and uh, metallic rebuke. Yeah, yeah. I did get someone with metallic rebuke; it was great. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it's really fun. It's really really fun. Uh, I'm definitely cutting the time sieve for a main deck prismatic ending.
0: Yeah, that sounds about right. Bad. Yeah,
1: but yeah. I I just I just had fun. I went three one one on the day. Nice. And um, the last the draw wasn't an ID we couldn't work out whether we could ID so we played because there were nine people in contention for top eight
0: Yeah,
1: and we couldn't we couldn't work we, I, I've never understood like top eight math or standings math or anything like that so we just played um, and then we unintentionally drew <laughs> nice because <laughs> it was it's versus ZumaJund and it was quite grindy and we were both really tired because it's the most magic either of us have played for a while so we made yeah. a bunch of mistakes I think by the end of game three we had missed a total of six Mistress Bauble's triggers between us oof it's just you just pay it for the information, right? You don't care if it replaces itself. Yeah. But I think both of us missed three triggers on the Mistress while drawing a card, which is really bad. But it was really fun, and then we unintentionally drew, it, and then we both top hated anyway. Nice. So <laughs> we, we could have just ID'd the whole time. Uh, and yeah, and then got got swiftly demolished by David Inglis on Blue Eye Control. Um, yeah. Because you can't, you just can't beat control. As so, soon as they get to full mana, you're just you're just sort of dead. You don't have the pressure to be able to kill them that quickly. So the way you fend off other decks that win early is by killing all this stuff with asmo and you've got your, pris- uh, your your uh portable holes and your prismatic endings from the sideboard to just stop them killing you before you before you get your engine going
0: yeah
1: but control you just just have basically nothing your yeah. best card is uh, as a saga and even that's really bad <laughs> yeah it was fun i played a whole day of magic and it was great and it's cool. the most magic i've played for two years and i had a great time and sounds fantastic good. sounds fantastic to be honest yeah. really does. Really does. The amount of times I've spent on this, the amount of time I've spent on the podcast saying how shit modern is, <laughs> it's just so so funny. Because every deck, every deck is like a, a, a low curve, low to the ground deck that's yeah. trying to kill people really efficiently, or it's like control. Yeah. And basically every, as long as you're playing like <laughs> efficient and low mana cost cards, loads of strategies are viable.
0: Yeah, like kind of like how Legacy used to be.
1: Yeah, exactly. So you've got your aggro, you've got your combo, you've got control, you've got mid range piles of nonsense, uh, and everything's kind of unfair, and everything's kind of fair. There's a load of busted cards, illegal. Yeah, force negation. Redness, yeah, it's I numerous, think Raghavan. I think it's one it's of those things.
0: Like for for all of its for all of the problems that Modern Horizon set cause. You know, the magic ecosphere in general I, I, I do think they the do do wonders for Modern and I think Modern Horizons 2 especially has just just injected some amazing cards in the format and it, it does look like it's in the best place it's been for, for years to be honest
1: Yeah because when when Modern Horizons 2 got added and you had ragavan the Nurses Saga and they looked like such a problem it's because everyone was trying to play cards that they were playing two months before that set got released so some of the decks were playing ragavan the Nurses Saga and they were just running over these decks that were playing old cards Yeah. and then if you adapt to those cards you can easily beat them and they're only a problem if you are if you, you don't they, they're, they're unchecked right? yeah yeah it, like, Ragavan's only a problem if you're not trying to beat Ragavan which were, people weren't doing at the start of the format which is why everyone wanted to get banned same with Urza Saga just play some Waretails on your sideboard and you can beat Urza Saga, it's fine uh, deck's great, had fun Would play again as soon as possible. Sounds Uh, great. Sounds great. Some time because.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we can we we can dream. We can dream. Hopefully next year. Next year we'll get to an event, somewhere somehow. Well,
1: there are some there are some plans, some pretty big ones in the UK. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't fancy it myself.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Plans are one thing, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, you know, we've seen the. I guess we've seen the fallout from from MTG Vegas, the event that Channel Fireball ran. You know, we're quite a, a couple of weeks out from, from that now, and it, it looks like, yeah, maybe there were sort of a handful of, of positive cases from, you know, from people who went to that event, but all in all, it, it kind of looks like that, that event was handled pretty well, uh, was not a, a disaster or a, you know some sort of big super spreader event, so that's good, that's really, really good to see that. Uh, we haven't yeah. really seen anything else, else sort of announced in that vein, um, which is i guess a shame in terms of like you know not getting back to to where magic used to be but also good that things are being taken seriously by these tournament organizers and event organizers
1: yeah well, we had masks in place all day we had 27 people nice and everyone was wearing a mask the entire time
0: that's good it's good to hear
1: and there were no no qualms no nobody was uh, Annoyed, or saying, "Or oh, why am I wearing this?" Everyone was just happy to do it, and because of it, got to play Magical Day. Nice. It's just what it's all about. This anything we care about, I'll do a lot of things to play Magical Day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing a piece of fabric on my face. Is the least of my worries. And none of us have got COVID. I don't think it's been two it's weeks. So it's
0: good. That's good. Well, another place you can play magic and not get COVID is Magic Arena.
1: That's not true. How dare you lie! <laughs> 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 you can't play <sighs> magic you can play a game that's similar to magic
0: that's true you can play a, a video game based on magic the gathering yes yes there so that's go. the the big news that we got last week was that uh so we we got like an announcement uh that there was going to be a big announcement on on magic on magic arena on the the weekly mtg stream and there was a bit of speculation of what what could that be, or we're going to get multiplayer finally. Like, is multiplayer brawl going to be a thing, or maybe they're going to put commander on the the client, or or maybe there's going to be some sort of like some sort of dusting or or economy system to the game. But instead, we got something completely different, which I don't think anybody was expecting <laughs> at all. We got alchemy. Yep. Alchemy is a brand-new format, so it is an ever-evolving play mode, Uh, it's based on the standard format and it also incorporates new to digital magic alongside rebalanced standard cards to allegedly create a fast ever-evolving experience for players. So I guess that what it is, is it's it's standard, but not as you know it, so it uses every set that is legal and standard. And then there are 63 uh, new to magic digital-only cards. Uh, and then we have a a good handful of cards that are standard legal have been rebalanced, so they've either been nerfed or they've been been improved. Um, I mean, we'll go through in, in, the individual cards and, and sort of talk about them because some of these some of these choices are wild and weird. But yeah, alchemy is here, and I don't like it. I just I just don't like it <laughs> like one bit.
1: Who, who asked for this?
0: I don't know. I really do not know the,
1: who is who is Wizards of the Coast doing their market research with.
0: So I, I th- <laughs> who are
1: the people that asked for this?
0: I, I was reading a I was reading a thread about that that exact question, like who asked for this, by I believe it was Lee Sharp who works on on Magic Arena, uh, saying that one of the things that he kept seeing was people saying who asked for this, and and I guess the the data that they looked at was that people were playing more standard faster than ever they're playing more games of magic faster than ever and people were getting sort of sick sick of like a stale boring standard like standard format uh i think they've they've looked at like data from queues as well when they've had like the um when they've had their special events but then also when they've had like the uh like standard 2020 and standard 2021 event when they like do like the early rotation queues obviously we, we saw it ranked for uh, for this season for standard 2021 so I think they've, they've looked at a lot of player data there and seen, right, players are increasingly having less interest in standard and more interest in the other formats, so, so how can we fix that? And they've gone, I know, we can create a new standard that has cards that can change and digital-only cards, but then also those cards are changed in historic now too. I just, I just hate Uh this. I hate it. Like,
1: (laughs) yeah, I think, I think a lot of this thing, a lot of these problems are sort of self-fulfilling. Yeah, yeah. Or self-created.
0: Definitely self-created. I think, I think they, they, they identify a problem, go, okay, we have a problem, here's a solution, and then, and it's, it's, it's the when they do the and then bit. Like not only do we have a solution, uh, the solution also does this, this, and this. All of those extra things are just completely unnecessary. Like they could have just they could have just gone. Oh, here we have. We see that our players are losing interest in standard, so we have this new format that's called Wacky Standard that lets you play with standard cards, but once a month we're going to change the standard cards, change the power and toughness on them, change what they do, that kind of thing. Which yeah, that would be cool. That would be fair enough. People do want, want you know, people do want to play a faster evolving standard format like that. That is clear, definitely. But did you have to put sixty three new digital magic only cards in that? In that, did you then have to say, oh, this is going to happen with every standard release? We're going to get sixty three new digital only magic cards, and then did they also have to then? be changed in historic as well like
1: because it's because the end goal is make as much money as possible get as many people to yeah buy as yeah. many wild cards as possible you can see that happening in paper magic as well with the, the with modern sets packs. With, yeah yeah, yeah the, the multitude of different booster pack options that there are the amount of products there are the increased <laughs> frequency of commander decks that are coming with yeah. every standard set the inclusion now of of exclusive to set booster commander cards. Yeah. Which is not a thing anyone ever wanted. It's just (laughs) we introduce these things and you put it under the you you do all this under the guise of, oh, we're just giving players more options. We're giving more design space. We've designed new cards for these people. uh, that are playing more magic than ever and then they they get bored of these things. And I think a lot of it is because you've got such a a wider and newer audience for magic now that don't yeah that that don't remember how it was to have three standard sets a year and that was it. And you'd get You know, there was a time before supplementary products, but you'd get three standard sets a year, and you'd get a supplementary product, and that was it. And you'd spend all your time and your money on those sets, and that was it. But now it's 20 sets a year, and supplementary products to go along with those sets, and new cards, and all those things, and it's all under, oh, players want new things. and They they don't. They only want them because you've told them they want them. Yeah. And (laughs) increased options are there, so it must be a thing I, I need... And, I mean, we're feeling the effects of that as a store, that the, the, the Commander decks just don't sell, the the different types of boost packs just don't sell until the other one's sold out. People don't want these things. And you just apply that to Arena, and Arena is a, is a game that a lot of people who have never played a game of Paper Magic in their lives are playing a lot. People are playing more Magic than they ever possibly could before, even with Magic yeah. Online, because Magic Online had, like, a specific monetary barrier to entry, whereas on, on Arena you can just log on and play, like, a reasonable deck for for very little... Uh, monetary investment and people playing like you, you can log on and play like 30 games of standard in, in an evening after work yeah yeah and that's more standard than anyone had ever played before before the advent of arena so people are only getting tired of this format because they're playing it so much we see yeah. the same with draft is that a new a new draft set comes out and we uh, in our store we are yet to draft crimson vow people want to draft uh we've had uh, modern horizons 2 because we had a box of that still we've had Time Spiral remastered we've had mystery booster which has been cool like those formats are great and people have had a lot of fun with them and that's been fine but people don't want to draft the standard sets because by the time the set's out in paper you can actually get together with a group of seven other people and draft it you've already drafted 20 times yeah. or 10 times or however many times for you to be satisfied with that format and the other thing's are more exciting because you can open big money cards in those yeah you you can open big money in uh, in in modern horizons or whatever, and this is just applying that to arena where people well, people are getting bored of this. So we're going to change this. So well, that's not what we wanted. Maybe we I
0: I just feel like I feel money. like it's 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 more than just we're going to change this. It's we're going to change this, but then we're also going to change this, this and this. And I I feel like that's where the issue lies. Like yeah. if they just said, oh yeah, we're going to. People, don't, people are getting bored of this, so we're going to add this. Okay, that's cool. You can do that. You can have that. That's fine. But it's just... It's the other things tacked onto it that just feel so unnecessary.
1: Yeah, the addition of cards... The addition of brand new cards for this format that <laughs> no one wanted. People weren't yeah. saying we don't have enough cards. I don't think. They were saying we were, we were bored of this format. So I understand, like, the buffs and nerfs and changes to cards. I hate it, but I understand it from that point of view. And I guess there was the whole, like... Oko thing and there was that discourse about yeah yeah uh, if only we this is a digital card game where we could change Oko, and make him cost five mana or, or change the plus to a minus and it would be more palatable and more reasonable in a standard format but that was two years ago <laughs> uh, and we were kind of hoping that you were going to take on board those that feedback and, and just change your design philosophy or <laughs> make some tweaks that, that could help future cards we don't want to redesign old cards, or just add a point of toughness, or add a mana cast, or Ch- change how these cards work. I don't understand why that was what they went to, and then add all these new cards and create an entirely new format when f- the format of Historic, which people seem to really enjoy, already exists. Yeah, have already added fun cards that do things that only a digital client can do. Why do we need the digital treatment to everything so that now Arena is no longer the same as the paper game? It's a completely yeah. different... Game because that's the are different, therefore the meta is
0: different. Yeah, I feel like there's just there's just so many issues wrapped up in that there. Like I feel like like I fully I fully understand and like I I do kind of approve of uh, it's a, it's what happened when when the digital only cards first came out. I was like okay that's a bit weird, but to me that makes total sense because that is them firmly drawing that line between Magic Arena being its own thing, being like. Being the digital magic game and taking a step away from tabletop, I'm like that's fine, that's cool. I, I like that if that's what they want to do. But I think with with this, it's they've messed around with so many different knobs within that their their digital game that I just I, just yeah. a lot of it doesn't make sense to me outside of like the very cynical view of like oh well it's just to milk as much money out of you,
1: which well, it, which it, it, it may well be yeah yeah so like like you said it's never one change at a time it's never. It wasn't, oh, we're going to change these cards and then give you a month to play with them and see how you feel. And then if you like that, we will add some cards. It was just, here's all this stuff, brand new format, changing the cards, new cards. It's the same with paper products. (laughs) It's just like, here's all this stuff that no one wanted. Um, In Not enough time to get reasonable user feedback, I don't think. They did it for one set and then just thought, well, this must be great then because we're selling units. Yeah, yeah. And I think you'd, you'd be selling as many units if you just did draft boosters as if you did draft and set and collector and commander decks and bundles and gift bundles. and, and Like, it, it's just, it seems like a symptom of the same thing. And it, it, there's no place for me to go other than this seems like a money grab. This is yeah. like just doing this to, to generate sales. And people are tired of it. I know collectors personally who buy all... The, You know, whether that be I collect all the dragons, or I collect all the Planeswalkers, which is impossible now, or I collect one of each card from every set, and now you've got to collect that one, plus the extended art, plus the showcase variant, plus... Plus 98 to fairies. Yeah, plus uh, they all come in promo pack versions now, and they're all pre-release versions, and is that a version that you want? And there's Secret layer versions of cards, and all this stuff, and... It's just... That's not collecting anymore. It's unattainable for most people.
0: Yeah, it's... <laughs> there were people before who could it, it,
1: it's, buy one of every Planeswalker, but not anymore.
0: Yeah, uh, it's really bizarre as well, because we are seeing more and more avenues for reprints and, and stuff like that through things like that. We're seeing more copies of card of like a single card being printed ever. But then we're seeing stuff like modern being more expensive than ever. It's like... Yep. Yeah. It is... It's a lot. There's a lot going on with the whole the whole magic economy as a whole. that yeah. yeah. It is very difficult just to not look at these things as as cash grabs, I think. Like, look at them really cynically. Yeah, because, yeah. I, because I do think, genuinely, a lot of the time, that's where the motivation comes from. Like, they are 100% a division of Hasbro now. So, you know, the Hasbro, the guys in, in finance and Hasbro, they, they sit there and go, right, how can we... How can we make this quarter a bit better than the previous quarter, and then you end up with collector box- boxes for an onset
1: Yeah, what the fuck's that? Yeah, <laughs> it's. It, I think as well, like we're talking about specifically it being a crash grab for alchemy and in terms of arena is that they're not there. There are alchemy versions of cards, and there are standard versions of cards. Yeah, yeah. So if a card in your standard deck has changed and has been nerfed in the case of I and mean, we'll get to all the cards specifically at some point but where is it? Uh, Luminarch Aspirant
0: Yeah, that's the big one I think
1: Luminarch Aspirant which was 1 and a white for a 1-1 at the beginning of combat on your turn put a 1-1 counter target creature you control so it's a 2 mana 2-2 that could get bigger or buff of something else uh, and immediately attack with that increased buff and now it's 1 and a white for a 1-1 at the beginning of your end step put a 1-1 counter so that card's like substantially worse
0: it's just unplayable and
1: like. yeah it's like exactly it's it's changed to a point where it's now unplayable and if you own uh that if you if you own the the new version of a card you can't that counts as a new card because it's the alchemy version right that's how it works
0: uh- no, so you can play so if you, if you own that card, you can play with that card in standard. then um, you can play with that card in alchemy, but in alchemy it's changed. The issue with Luminarch yeah. Aspirant is that this card used to be very good and very playable in historic. Um, but because of the changes because of historic, uh, in historic you now play with the the alchemy version of of Luminarch Aspirant. You can't play the standard legal one. You know, the one that was previously good in historic you have to play with with this nerfed one now and the card is just stone unplayable in the format yeah. so you've you've gone and you've you've purchased four luminarc aspirant back before the buff back before the nerf and then suddenly the card that you've bought has changed and you can't like they're not good enough to play anymore and and that's it you're just stuck with them like you've bought something and now you have to use something that you never wanted to purchase, and you can't do anything about it.
1: Yeah, full rare wildcards, and with my time in arena, I remember that rare wildcards are hard to come by. Yes, yeah. unless you spend a shitload of money. Rare wildcards <laughs> are the, 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 the
0: most the most valuable wild card on arena, definitely.
1: Yeah, and yeah, that that was that was the point I was getting to, uh, that I had confused myself with. Um, but yeah, you now have a card you don't want to play. And have no use for, and that was kind of fine at rotation just, that? Yeah, you you've got a different regular.
0: project. You've got, a, you know, let, let's say okay, let, let's say we do, we bring money into it. So, so substitute wild cards for, for dollars, because most people who play Magic Arena have put some money into the into the into the client. So they will have purchased gems or or packs or whatever. So they have put real world money into it. So let's say you've spent let's say, you've spent four dollars on four Luminarch Aspirants. The card is now a completely different card to what you've bought. Like, how how is how is that how like how is that a thing? And you don't get any kind yeah. of compensation for that at all. Like, we've yeah, you like we've, we've we've taken like back. you've you've purchased this card as it was advertised. Oh, but by the way, we've now changed it, and you can no longer play with it. And. You, I mean, well, not that you. No longer can play with it now. It's no longer good enough to see play. But we're not going to give you any kind of compensation for making your card worse. Like that, just yeah. that, that's awful. It's really awful.
1: Yeah, because you, you no longer want to play that card. Maybe you don't want to play the deck that was in because that was the linchpin of a deck. Yeah, and then you have to buy an entirely new deck. And like as someone that took a break from arena and tried to get back in, and just like I have to spend a more money to keep up. Like because this dark didn't exist at the time. If I wanted to play standard, I had to buy stuff because I didn't have the cards. Yeah. And now you're just doing that tenfold, <laughs> like because there are so many more cards, and you you had the the historic expansions and and what have you. Yeah, I mean, it's, cards, some of which might be good.
0: It's it's fine um, if you if you want to play standard. If you want to play standard and you want to buy Illuminarch Aspirants, you can buy Illuminarch aspirins and play them in standard. But then you can't use them elsewhere.
1: Like. Yeah. So if you were yeah. if you were like almost exclusively playing Historic because like I said Historic seems like a fun format that people are really enjoying I've I've like, really enjoyed Historic,
0: format. I've played I've played a hell of a lot of Historic this year yeah. um, it it has been a lot of fun it's a format that I have enjoyed for the most part, like like a lot, I've played a, a few different decks across the course of the year, things have been banned and, and put on watch lists and stuff, but yeah, I, I think the, the format is, or at least for the most part has been fantastic, but the change that's come from this alchemy update alone has has been massive compared to any other changes that we've had in the past like we had jumpstart historic horizons which was to literally put digital only cards in historic there's maybe one or two cards that actually see play that are digital only in historic um because the others just aren't good enough and like that was fine that was totally fine it's its own self-contained thing, just for historic, just for this digital-only format. That absolutely fine with that. But I, yeah, I just don't like this at all. Don't like this at all. You, t- you take a, a handful of staples that were good, and suddenly they're just they're just not playable, or potentially even better. I, sh- I don't know. Should should we just get onto the cards because they're, these changes are wild, absolutely wild. I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, can do.
0: So first up we've got the the, the biggest offender of standard, I think really, is Elrond's Epiphany. It's a, a card we've talked about before, it's it's a time walk, but it's also two two one ones, one and, and that adds up, that really adds up. Uh, so, seven mana, sorcery, create two 1-1 one one blue bird creature tokens of flying, take an extra turn after this one, XL Elrond's Epiphany, or you can foretell it for four blue blue. So the change now is still seven mana sorcery. Uh, it now says, take an extra turn after this one. If this spell was foretold, create two 1-1 blue bird creature tokens for flying. Exile Alrond's Epiphany. And the foretell cost is now seven mana, up from six mana.
1: Yeah, so the card's just been nerfed, but I, I don't play enough of the formats where this card is legal to... Um, where this card is played to know whether that's enough of a nerf.
0: Yeah, so I... I think it... I really don't know. I don't know. I... I said Historic is, is the format that I've played pretty much exclusively um, on on Arena as of recent and Alrun's Epiphany generally hasn't seen a lot of play in, in Historic. Um, it's just not that good in the format. There are far better things you can do there. But in terms of standard I, I, I really don't know. I don't know if making it cost one mana more is good enough? Or a big enough change?
1: Yeah because i mean i guess you can't cast it as a seven mana time walk make two one ones anymore
0: yeah yeah you Which have
1: to, d- you have to pay nine mana for that
0: yeah yeah and i guess that was, that uh, was the most of the card that was good yeah and i guess i guess really the impact comes from um the spell from spell from crimson vow that copies spells cuz it's the these at turns deck is the one that's, that was sort of dominating standard Galvanic
1: uh, iteration from midnight that. hunt
0: that might be the one, yeah. Galvanic iteration use that to copy Alrun's Epiphany. Uh, so obviously, if you've if you've copied an Alrun's Epiphany now, then the spell wasn't foretold. So you take an extra turn, but you don't make birds. So it, it definitely yep. nerfs it in terms of of, of the the standard Is it Turns deck, definitely. Which I guess it is the point, but I still think it's it's a reasonable card.
1: The thing that the thing that leaves a bad taste for me is like this comes out and. And I guess this is kind of this is the version we wanted to make. Yeah. And so why didn't you make this version the first time around? Yeah. <laughs> why isn't this just the card that was printed into standard, the card that was first put on arena, the card that was in boost packs? Why is this not? Yeah, I why mean, did they I have to go through.
0: I I, I, like, I think I have to I, go through
1: like several months of this card just being a menace and being hard yeah, no. to play against for it to be I, changed? I,
0: I think I think just Alvin's Epiphany is is the version of the card they wanted to make, but just didn't realise. Just how good that one was, still. Like,
1: I guess that's just one. Yeah, is it's it's just, it's just
0: you know, like we we've talked about this card before, in like terms of like Nexus of Fate and stuff. Like, they want they want they seemingly want to put Time Warp effects into formats, and they just they just don't know. They're, I feel like that their effects where it's really difficult just to kind of figure out where the line is for a card to be too good or not and Alron's Epiphany definitely went over that line Nexus of Fate absolutely did I think Elrond's Epiphany I don't know is it worse than Nexus of Fate? Yeah Yeah, but just, but only just
1: Yeah, yeah I I think it's just because the, the world we've lived in between War of the Spark and now is if this card's too good, god I wish it was worse yeah. ban it and now, yeah. I guess on Arena, it's going to be. God, I wish this card was worse. Hey, now it is. Yeah. And maybe, yeah. maybe that's fine. And maybe that's a, a reasonable way to do it with Arena. This is why I say it's a game like Magic, not actual Magic, because this is just this is kind of bizarre to me. The thing that I don't understand about this kind of thing is that if we're now a game, a digital game where you can play digital only formats, so there are versions of Magic: The Gathering that you can play only on Arena. Where there are nerfs and checks and balances and all this stuff, why not just play a game that has nerfs and changes to cards, that has been established as a digital game that's been doing this for many years, and isn't trying to work it out now? Yeah, that's what and, I don't get. Like, why we're we not just playing like Hearthstone or Eternal?
0: Because it because it, it, it is it's still Retira. it's still Magic. Like the you know people have have brand loyalty to the game as well. It it, it is still it's sure. still a good game. Historic, it has been for the most part a great format and yeah sometimes they get standard good very rarely since throne of eldraine came out but sometimes they do it good but yeah i think yeah i think we're kind of just still seeing the sort of tail end of, of this like this fire design right we're going to push things and see how far we can push them okay we think this is this we think this is far enough we think this is powerful but not too powerful it gets released and oh no actually it was too powerful so yeah, this is certainly a way to solve it, but I I just I just really dislike that it, it has knock on effects like in historic. Like if this was its own self contained yeah. thing, if you had three Qs, if you had standard alchemy in historic, and historic was just uh you know, standard cards, standard cards that have rotated, and cards that are introduced through remastered and jump start sets, that would be fine by me if alchemy was just standard but with you know if alchemy was just wacky standard where things can change on a whim fine by me standard can just be standard but it's just because it has so many knock-on effects in historic like i just can't ignore this if i could just ignore this i i would be totally fine with this but i can't and that's that's incredibly frustrating
1: why am i playing a game where they make where they nerf cards and make changes to the cards while they're in while they're playable where I can't get my money back, where I
0: can't yeah. get
1: my cards, where I can't dust these cards. Because so at yeah. least in Hearthstone, when they make a change or make a card unplayable, you can dust your whole deck if you want and make a new one. Yeah,
0: yeah. Usually, like usually, when they nerf a card, like you, you will get something for it. Like you'll get a bit of dust, as like an apol like I mean, not quite an apology, but like a you know it it's it takes the edge off, doesn't it? You get a bit of dust usually, or at the very worst, you get nothing. But you can dust these cards that you had. Because they're not good enough anymore, and now you can use that dust to to craft cards, which which are good enough to see play now. Whereas there's there's yeah. just nothing. We have absolutely nothing.
1: Yeah, it's just sorry. These are the cards now. Yeah, all you cards. C-
0: Yeah. Oh okay, buy new cards. Okay, I've bought new cards, and then Kamigawa Alchemy comes out, and those cards you've purchased have been nerfed. Like yep. yeah. That that's that's I just don't understand why. That's, that's the thing I hate. Things. I hate. Yeah, I, I don't know. I really don't know. Why
1: well, do I don't want to play like this in certain game where I have to spend loads of money to keep up on top of it? I already do that. Yeah. <laughs> with, with, with Magic of the Gathering, <laughs> that's <sort of> already <laughs> a thing I do. Um. And the ban list is one thing, but this is just it, and it affects so many cards and, and changes formats and and makes yeah. things different. And I just don't I don't understand why we need to do this and why this is the this is the solution that we've we've come to. Yeah. Well, let's... Who, <laughs> who wanted
0: this? Let's move on to the next one then. So the next one is Escus Chariot. Uh, three and a green for a 4-4 four, four legendary artifact vehicle. And it is a battlefield, create two green-green cr- cat creature tokens. Uh, when it attacks, you create a token that's a copy of target token control and has crew four. And now the alchemy version, the new version, is four mana for a 4-4 four, four vehicle. When it enters the battlefield, you create one... Two two green cat. Crack. I can't say cat creature. That's difficult. Create one two two <laughs> green cat creature token. And whenever Esca's chariot attacks, create a token that's a copy of target token you control. And this time it has crew two.
1: So you can still cast it turn for an attack with turn five, and still yeah. make another two two.
0: Yeah, it's so Esca's chariot is, is is the card after Elrond Epiphany that has just been just the menace of standard like for the past couple of months couple of weeks and they've kind of done the opposite with Elrond's Epiphany where like they've they made that a bit more difficult to cast they they made it so you don't get the birds on copy with this they've made it easier to crew like making two cat tokens wasn't the issue with Esker's Chariot the the issue was that it could copy your Ren and Six tokens and now it's even easier to copy Ren and Six tokens like I I don't understand what they've, <laughs> why they've done this.
1: Yeah, the thing with this was yeah, it wasn't the copying of the cat that was the problem. It wasn't the two twos that were getting out of control. It was the tree folk tokens. Yeah. Um the, the, yeah, so the original standard version when it enters, you have to tap the two cats for it to attack and it makes two two. When this enters So when when you you want to attack with the original one, you're tapping all the tokens it made to attack and make a two-two.
0: Yeah.
1: With the new version, you're tapping all the tokens it made to attack and make a two-two. So it's functionally the same on that axis, but now if the board gets wiped, it's easier to crew this. Yeah. You can crew it with a two-power creature instead of four powers worth of creatures, so So you can still make the copies.
0: Yeah, like the notes for it say, we're looking to make Eskish Chariot easier to interact with using removal spells as it generates too much value against 1-for-1 removal spells and vehicles are inherently strong against sweepers like Wrath of the God. The change to Crew 2 will better support synergies with smaller tokens such as 2-2 Wolves or pairs of 1-1 tokens.
1: So the problem with this was that you thought Eskish Chariot wasn't good enough? It, 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 so you wanted to make it, yeah. You wanted to make it more Wrath-proof? Yeah, ve-
0: vehicles are strong against sweepers. <laughs>
1: uh-huh. <laughs> True.
0: True. Yeah. And uh, so it was, it, it, was <laughs> it was too good it was too good against one for one removal spells, so they wanted to make it Yeah. Still... St- st- stronger against
1: sweepers? So it was too good against one more one for one removal spells because it made two tokens and you be- had to tap the two tokens for it to be crude, so now you're making one token and it has to tap. Yeah. You still only need one creature to cr- you- <laughs> <laughs> if someone <laughs> I, I'm confused. Why? Why is this the nerf?
0: I I don't know. Maybe there's I, like
1: it, when you've played a few games of this, you'll you'll start to see, and you're like, oh, I wish it made the two tokens. I wish it was crew four, and or or like, oh, this is I much f- better than crew I, four. I, I, I don't think anybody is... would ever
0: say, I wish it was crew four.
1: Like, no, but I mean, like, oh, I wish I wish this was. Um, oh, this is much better now. I'm having a much better time playing with this card. I'm losing far less, far fewer games to this because someone now
0: that in crew crew with, 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 crew with crew of a single thalia and my opponent can't pay the thalia tax to cast the one for one removal spell yeah sure
1: yeah i don't like, i don't know i it's i an, do an i don't understand
0: this one at all in the slightest I mean i I haven't i haven't looked at results from any any alchemy events if there've been any i I haven't seen any alchemy decks i have zero interest in this at all but th- this one really stood out to me as like what is going on with this why have they made this this card better when it was already very good. I don't know.
1: I think my I'm going to keep peppering in these uh, these epiphanies as they come to me. Uh, what with like alchemy, so it's a different queue to standard queue right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Are there going to be big alchemy tournaments? Is alchemy going to be a, a yeah? There's, there's system an alchemy where you can qualify for money.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There a there's an alchemy open weekend coming up soon. So you can just choose to... or, Cause the chap- or championship of... weekend or whatever it is. Yeah.
1: Queer if I'm wrong, but the point of Arena was to be able to play Magic when you couldn't play Magic. Yes, yeah. So it was a a reasonable place to test, because people would test on Magic Online for big tournaments all the time, and this was a a, a more user-friendly client that was going to be good and revolutionise online Magic, and you could test for your standard tournaments in your home, on your laptop, um, as much as you wanted, and now there are loads of different formats, and it's unique. I guess this is true of like Historic and Jumpstart, Historic or whatever. But like, there's just so many ways to play Magic on this client now that it's not in any way similar to the paper game. So like this isn't teaching you how to play the paper game or like improving you at the paper game. It's just a completely different game.
0: But I guess that's yeah, fine I mean, if I mean, that's
1: what you want. But it's just a bizarre business choice to be like this is a completely different game now.
0: In terms of alchemy, yeah, sure. But I think I think that's that's kind of fine. Like if they if they really want, you know, if if they really want to make the that big separation between. Tabletop magic and digital magic a thing like that's fine by me like absolutely fine if they if they want to do that um, treat them as completely two completely different entities that's that's fine I I, I think I'm fine with that yeah. I think my my issue just comes with the other things like <laughs> when you mess with it its own yeah the main the main
1: problems are economies the the economy yeah there isn't not one being able yeah. To get, well, yeah there isn't I mean there hasn't been with arena for, for a long time has it? But
0: there hasn't been yeah there just
1: isn't yeah many many people have complained about the fact that arena is so expensive to get, I couldn't get into arena now like to play like competitive and I, of course there's always the argument same with commander oh you don't have to play the good cards you don't have to play the meta metadex you don't have to play the best yeah but I do because I want to play a good competitive card game and I believe that magic is a good competitive card game and I'd like to play it competitively which involves monetary investment which is true of most competitive games I would like to put money in this game so I can play it the best that I can because otherwise what's the point in playing it from my point of view I don't just want to fart around doing nothing yeah. Um, so I can play the bad decks and play the cards that I open from random free booster packs and get from drafts or whatever but I'm not going to do that because that's not the kind of magic I like to play I want to play a competitive card game so I can't get into this game anymore it's impossible, I don't have that kind of money <laughs> <laughs> to be the, the, like I, I can't be buying packs or buying gems or doing whatever the hell I need to do to be able to get these cards I can't I can't do that so this yeah. game is just dead to me, this isn't a game that's I can what, play
0: that's the other thing as well with, with this this Alchemy Strad set Is it's that like the only way to get these cards is to buy packs or to craft them with wild cards? There isn't a there's there isn't a draft format for this. I think that would have been cool to have like a rebalanced like like yeah a a draft format with with rebalanced cards that are overperformed. Like that would have been cool if I could. It's
1: telltime time with nerfs or buffs. Yes and it's a different format. And like, sure, it's only the rares, but or just maybe open one.
0: Yeah, just like just like a cube, like because there are there are commons and uncommons in this as well. Like just have it like a cube, but some of the cards that were problematic before are less problematic, and some of them are a bit better. And that would have been cool to experience, but no. Which again, yeah. I think is is just more evidence that this this was was mostly sort of financially motivated, really.
1: Yeah, I mean, arena is mean, just a thing I'll never care about. Is the problem because of the way that Wizards have made it? Yeah. Like I can, if I'm playing paper magic, I can borrow cards, I can trade cards, I can <laughs> dust my own cards. Right, I can sell my yeah. cards and buy yeah. other ones. Uh, I can't do that here. I get my my collection in pay, of paper magic from now until forever could be could be cost neutral, and I could continue to play. Probably not standard, because that doesn't that does require some monetary investment most of the time. But I can continue to play any eternal deck I wanted, pretty much yeah. forever. Uh, if I just want to keep one deck and I can just move the cards around. <laughs> I can't do that on my digital client. And I can do that in pretty much every other digital card game. Yeah. So why why am I playing this one? Because, like, you know, like I was saying about uh, playing the store championships, which, it was one of the the most enjoyable days I'd had since the start of the pandemic because I got to play paper magic with people and, like, everyone was excited to be playing magic in person with people and playing fun cards and new cards and... and, and all that stuff, and that was amazing. Like paper magic is incredible, and I'd forgotten how much I loved it because I hadn't played it properly in so long. Um, so why, why would I devote my time to an online game that's kind of similar to a game I like when I could play a better game? Yeah, yeah. I could, no. I could I could I could start playing Eternal, and I could like get a tier one deck reasonably quickly, and be able to dust it if it goes bad. Yeah, I would be different. <laughs> Because there are no options. Because when I was playing Arena, I was playing the same deck over and over and over again. Because I couldn't afford another deck.
0: <laughs> I was going to say,
1: like a boot screen, doing the taking the same actions twenty times in a row."
0: That's yeah, that's so, so I've been playing, like I said, I've been playing a lot of Historic, and the appeal of Historic is is like like Eternal Magic. Like you can just play the same deck over and over again, and and meta games evolve, and you can change your sideboard, and it it was cool. Historic was was a really cool format, but. I think since since this, I think since, since Alchemy has really changed things I'm just getting less and less interested in playing Historic which is it's a real shame it's kind of like that forced forced rotation thing that we see with, with things like like Modern Horizons and Commander Legends and all, all that sort of, sort of things coming into Eternal formats but like at least with those there is an economy there, you can buy you can sell, you can trade but there just isn't here and that I yeah. think if there was that that would take the edge off a bit but yeah.
1: Maybe it, it's the thing, like I don't I don't think I interact with a lot of arena only players. I yeah. don't know any arena only players. Maybe, well, I mean, maybe we're, we're like, <laughs> like yeah, we're like <laughs> but we're like the elitist paper boomers who are like, no one could possibly want this and there's just a, a massive group of people who only play Arena who love this and want this and this is what they want the game to be like. But I don't hear anything from them. <laughs> yeah.
0: <never>. Same. <laughs> they same. don't make
1: themselves known. And maybe it's I'm just, like, you know, in my own got... magic bubble on Twitter or whatever, but
0: I like it. I understand like the like the parts of this individually, but it's just when you put it all together, it just doesn't make sense to me at all. Like I understand the want for having a faster rotating standard. Like that's something I've wanted for ages. I I loved that time. That time when they changed standard roti- rotation and paper for like three months and then <laughs> changed it back because F and M dropped off like like well, why it's nobody's don't you just
1: business. Make it faster then? you're clearly able to make all these fucking sets. Like yeah, like.
0: I'm 100% for that. I think that would be cool. I I like digital only cards and your digital only client. I think that's cool. Like it's cool that we can play with Volcanic, like with Tropical Island in historic and it's like a reasonable card. Uh like I think that that, that opens up loads of cool design space for digital only cards. That's super cool. I like that. I, I like that you can potentially nerf cards and buff cards. Like that's cool. That's really cool. I like that as well. But it's when you have them all together into this thing that seemingly nobody asked for, just just Yeah does not I, make sense to me at all.
1: Like, sure, we're moving faster, we want this stuff. Okay, you've clearly demonstrated that you have enough design space to be creating new cards every two weeks. Yeah. Whether that be commander cards, modern cards, uh, cards that are in supplementary products that you can't get anywhere else, standard cards, what have you. Why don't you just make five sets a year and standard rotate every six months? Yeah do that because because our, our booster box sales fall off because no one wants them anymore because as soon as that sets out a new sets out so why don't you just lean into that and just make it so that the standard format is less boring and yeah. it, it does rotate rather than having to make these like only online because i'm sure people who are playing standard regularly in paper which i imagine is about three people are also sick of stale standard formats so just make standard quicker, <laughs> make yeah. more sets. You clearly can. You have so much, so many like incredible designers working yeah. for your game who can clearly put out loads and loads of sweet cards. There are cards in like Commander Legends and Modern Horizons that would be really cool in standard. Just move them to that file. Yeah. Like, no, I don't know. Unholy hate in standard. It's probably cool. I, I don't understand. Like why we're not just making standard rotate faster. Then, if that's what you've deduced from your extensive market research, just do that in actual form rather than just nerfing old cards because it's still a faceless haven it's still an Aaron's Epiphany it's not new and exciting what's new and exciting is all the new vampire sets out I like those cards Yeah, it's not all oh, this card that I've played against for 12 months is slightly different now <laughs> I don't know if that's enough of a change and more exciting and more engaging than, than brand new cards brand new cards are great because they clearly don't give a shit about just randomly pumping cards into eternal formats in Commander Yeah. because the card the card base for Commander is on an exponential curve at this fucking point and the cards yeah. are for modern and, and legacy and everything like That there's so many new cards every every year that between tournaments every week there could be new cards in the format that you've never played against before so yeah, fuck it, I, just do that with standard you're okay with that in every other format
0: I guess that, that, that's another thing I kind of just want to jump in and shoehorn into here like sure. obviously we saw you know, we've seen loads of new digital only cards in this set but we've also seen some, like, digital-only leg- legendary creatures, which would have been really cool, like, commanders. Stuff like, 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 Ishkenar Broodmother would be real. like, yeah, you can't, you can't do exactly what the card says on the digital-only version, but, think like, it's a really cool design that, like, you could have done, like a, like, a workaround for this. There's a new Gitrog monster, there's a new Gitrog monster that's digital-only, like, one of the most beloved commander cards just, just <laughs> cannot be a commander, like...
1: I, yeah, I'm yeah, just, just so
0: confused by this. That
1: yeah, you're just pissing it away on your uh, on your online-only format where no one's ever going to play that card. Instead of people that like have an Com- Ishkana commander deck, that be like, "Oh sweet, this is a new Ishkinar I can play in my Ishkana deck, or I can play a new Ishkinar and I can build the the deck slightly differently, and it's a new cool card and a new version of my beloved character that I love so much." Yeah, but I no, just piss it away into this digital client that no one's ever going to touch. Or like, the, the commander players who are excited about legendary creatures and cool characters care about, and are they, then able to see them because they play paper commander like a bunch of idiots. <laughs> I, it's, it's so many bizarre choices I mean, in in one new product, one new format, or whatever however we're describing this, it's yeah. so bizarre and it's just like, I, I can't maybe I'm stupid and I'm wrong and, and we're just no. <clears throat> complaining for no reason, and they've figured out this is the best way to do this and that's fine, and if that's true then maybe I just don't rock with magic anymore which is how I felt for many years now um, me and magic just don't mesh anymore, but such a bizarre system and a bunch of you know content creators who are playing arena all the time on stream in videos making content you know some of the best players in the world who are doing this are also complaining about it so maybe it's not just like me being a curmudgeonly paper boomer
0: yeah I, I don't think this isn't it is just good
1: because I often <clears throat> feel like that when I get on this podcast and just start ranting and eventually get to <laughs> the I start swearing is that oh maybe it's just me and I'm wrong and everyone's listening to it being like you're a fucking idiot and just laughing at me because I don't understand this thing that's clearly fine, but everyone else seems to be in agreement. So
0: yeah, it's it's, I, a, it's I don't like know. I, I understand, like I said, like I understand all the individual parts, but then you put them all together and, it's just, and it's some sort of like weird Frankenstein's monster, and it's just like, why, why, why have you done yeah. this? Like whatever that Jurassic Park quote is about. No, just because they could doesn't mean they should or whatever. Like, <laughs>
1: yeah. like, you never stop to think if you should. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. It just feels like like everything's just exponential. Everything's good. At what point does this end? Where is it? Where does it hit saturation point? I, I don't know. I, I, I really, really found, like, do a not saturation know. point. With like tons of paper cards, I felt saturation point was about two years ago. Oh, I don't think we. I, I don't continued.
0: think we've hit it quite yet. With like, I think I think for my tastes. Yeah, I, I think the thing that's really gonna tip it over the edge is is, is when we see the uh when we see the the magic alternative versions of universes beyond cards come to fruition. Like I think I think that's when we really see the uh see the end for me. Yeah, no, I
1: think you're right. I d I I don't know. I we, think we maybe... have like
0: oh here are four copies of Rick and here are four copies of Odric. No, you cannot play them both <laughs> in the same deck. No, they have different names. Like <laughs> Yeah, I <laughs> like... think
1: yeah, that's gonna suck. Are they gonna do that, the Godzilla thing where it says in the little underline like Rick steadfast leader, so you know it's the same card? Yeah, yeah I, don't, I, don't, I think like I... lack of paper play has really has really affected a lot of these decisions. Yeah, and I think has maybe expedited some of these processes, and and these ideas, and I understand that, but I think once you know fully fledged regular tournament players back, and we have magic fests and gps and other big events in the in the style of gp vegas well not gp vegas mtg vegas or whatever we're calling it um people are like okay this is too much to get in because when you're just sat at your computer jamming the same decks against the same decks for you know, 20 times a night um it gets boring very quick it gets stale very quick yeah. that's true of a lot of things it's true of a lot of games i've played over various lockdowns over the the, the, the general pandemic the stuff i've done I'm like this is really fun and then a month later i'm like this is less fun because I'm doing it all the time, but if it's an event and you have to go and you meet up with your friends and you meet new people and you have those experiences, I don't think you need it to be constantly changing and constantly exciting because the fun of Magic is playing Magic and it's not necessarily getting new stuff every now and, like, every every two weeks. It's not about that. It's about playing and all the things that come along with Paper Magic and I think once we get back to actual Paper Magic, a lot of these things will seem uh, a lot more unnecessary than they currently do.
0: Yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I, just, I just really fear for the future of the game. I think, I think, like, it's quite obvious there are a lot more things coming, like in terms of of, of 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 the collectors being the focus when it comes to, you know, designing things, aspects of the of this game, and you know, we we saw it with set boosters and collector boosters, and then secret layers were a thing, and. I think we're just going to see more and more and more and more of that, and I think it became very clear when the um, the like the, the serialized like here cards appeared from Secret Lair's. I am pretty certain we're going to see something like that in you know, in standard sets next year. Next year there there's, there'll be a card in a standard set that'll there will only be one hundred of the printed, and yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like that that's definitely the way we're going down. I think it, it's it's kind of mimicking like the big Marvel boom in the 90s and that kind of sucks and I just kind of wish magic would go back to back to how it was I feel like like BFC like we just don't know how good we had it at BFC time like yeah there were there were issues with with things for sure absolutely but in terms of like it battle of Zendikar was like that that set specifically was like a dream scenario because the the magic cards that you opened in booster packs were worth nothing and everything was dead cheap. But you could also then there was a chance you'd open like a three hundred pound card in a booster pack as well. Like it
1: was perfect. Yeah, which is a model that works for every other TCG that's doing well. Yeah. Works for Pokemon, works for Yu Gi Oh. Works for Flesh and Blood. Um and I mean that that game's coming to its own and it's employing the things that made magic you know, like great, saying, yeah. sort of this sort of golden era of when opening magic product was good. <laughs> it's currently true of Flesh and Blood, where people will just open boost packs and open boost packs and open boost packs. And they spend sixty pounds on boost packs and eventually they open a 300 pound card. Yeah. Great, that's the model you want. And then you're in your actual competitive decks are worth fifty quid and you can rock up to a tournament with a cheap deck and it's good. And uh, yeah, I think that's uh, the thing, I I I don't want to be that like I said, elitist paper boomer. Where I'm like, it was better back in my day. Yeah, it's
0: it's we really had, hard. It's really hard this, to just not like, be like. It's really hard to just not be cynical when you are, you know, saying these things. But it's kind of yeah. It's how I feel. Like
1: yeah, that's the thing. Well, first of all, it's how I feel, and like, I I, I can't stop feeling the way I do about these things. Yeah. But when I say, oh, it was better back in my day, that's true. I think it's better. It was better for new players. I wouldn't have started, but if I it was when I, you know, eight years ago when I started playing Magic or whatever, um, if I'd come into this where there's like so many different versions and the online games, this and it's different, and there are a thousand different sealed products and there are a thousand different versions of each card and uh, all of this stuff, and everything's just steadily getting more and more expensive, and there needs to be more and more money put into a game, I would probably be turned off by it. Yeah, Magic was good when we, when I started playing. Magic was good when you started playing magic was good when a lot of people started playing people that started playing in Kalanesh, Amonkhet, Balfour Zendikar whenever it was, it was a good time to start playing magic because there was there were the standard cards and then there were the, the eternal cards which were old standard cards and then there were the commander decks because we want to appeal to that and there was one commander deck set every year and that was it and you had those and you still wanted to go buy new cards, um, you still wanted to go buy old cards that you could afford now, or maybe you could trade for and it was still a, a good game and there was coverage and the best minds were still working on the game in terms of play um, and there was a the meta game still changed and there were fun innovative strategies and I think that still as engaging as ooh Stranger Things Secret Lair ooh special premium version of a card uh, that we have now yeah. like we have uh, C- Commander Legends and Zendikar Rising Commander Decks rotting on our shelves that we'll never get the money back for because who needed that yeah who wanted all these things uh and it's just trying to appeal to these things and just at the detriment of your own game because i think it was better then and you can still be a very successful card game without trying to get all the money because i know a bunch of collectors don't don't collect anymore because it's just like okay well i have to get this version of this version this version this version that's not that's not economically viable anymore and it's just not as fun especially when you're being spoon fed the stuff yeah I don't know, I think it was kind of cool that you took this thing that was meant to be a trading card game where you, you acquire the most powerful pieces and and being the collector, which was sort of a less of a thing and now you're just being spoon-fed this here's this product that's literally called a collector product <laughs> this is for you, here you go and it's, it's expensive
0: $100 VIP booster pack That that's probably yeah. where they where they do the, the serialised cards Modern Horizons not Modern Horizons, yeah. Double Masters 2 next year probably yeah, that'll be where they bring them back, right?
1: Yeah, it's just it, It's it's just tiring. Oh,
0: oh, you like Mana Crypt? Here's a serialised Mana Crypt. You can only be found in these $100 booster packs.
1: Yeah, I mean, it used to be exciting collecting certain versions yeah. of cards. Like, oh, I got yeah. this, this version of this. Oh, I got this foil. Oh, I got the original foil. Oh, I got this this version in Japanese that I really like. Oh, this art's the best. I like this one. Oh, I got like this this comes in both this border and this border. I got this border because I prefer this border. And now it's just, yeah. you it, it are it was different like, versions immediately.
0: Yeah, you, you 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 crack crack open a battle for Zendikar booster or an Arm and booster or whatever. You scroll through and then you know once every x amount of pack, suddenly oh there's an expedition oh wow that's cool you'd get excited like it was super cool to see that, even if the expeditions did look, even if the masterpieces did look crap for Almanchette, like, it was still exciting, it was still cool to see it was that. So cool. Yeah, it was still cool to see that thing, whereas now you open up, like, a Modern Horizons pack, and there's like, oh, there's eight different treatments going on, and none of it means anything. Cool. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I it's, it's I, I feel like, I feel like it, it is, it's impossible to, like, criticise it without coming across as just like a I don't know like a jaded cynic but like it it just sucks it's it's just, it, it's how I feel it about it and it, it just sucks to see like something that used to feel so so good and and I guess felt like I don't know like almost sacred in a way like this is magic this is how it works it's not going to deviate from this I know what I'm getting you know, they they would never deviate from this to just suddenly like oh no, here's eight different card styles and nothing looks like anything anymore, and here's the planes that you can peel off. Even if I like that, even if I think that planes is cool, it's still just like... Yeah, whole part of the problem. I don't know.
1: Magic isn't for me anymore. And the only reason I continue to play it is because it's a way to engage with my friends and do a fun thing. Yeah. Like I said, I played <laughs> the, whole, the whole day of modern, it was really fun. Modern's That's
0: cool because, and legacy's yeah. mostly cool.
1: Yeah, and uh, I want to hang out with my friends and play a game. I don't know. I just it's it's lost this sort of spark for me now. I spend way less time. I don't I don't watch content about magic anymore. I barely listen to podcasts about magic anymore. I certainly don't read anything about magic anymore. Uh, I just sort of look up the latest version of the decks so I like, put them together, make a few tweaks based on what I enjoy playing, and carry on. And it's not an all consuming thing anymore.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's because it's so different to why I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's not it's not the same game anymore. And yeah. I hate that. <laughs> yeah. Man, maybe we'll have a positive episode of this podcast or
0: Oh, one day. One day we will. Like yeah, when GPs come back and we get to go one and play one. I don't know. Maybe maybe one day they'll abolish the reserve list and that'll be <laughs> that'll be an episode to celebrate. But yeah. It's it's cool to be back. But after that week we tick off, but it is is—it is a bit of a bummer, I think. A bit of a downer yeah, episode. I just, but, like, I it's, it's just the state of it, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Look at the state of it. I Yeah, I just kind of want to, you know, oh, new standard set, let's talk about that. And then, it just, as well as think, like, I know it's very easy content for us and we don't have to do a lot of work to prepare for episodes of this podcast anymore, but, like, it just feels like every week there's just something they've announced that we can react to. Yeah. And I don't know yeah. if I, I don't know if I like that. <laughs> like, oh, we've got to talk about the new secret there. Oh, we've got to talk about new supplementary set. Oh, we've got to talk about new format they've announced on this client I don't use. Oh, I, think because, I think because I think because that
0: is that is just so much of the game now. So much of the game is is that that hype train continuously. Like we have, like there has to be an announcement every week for something. There has to be something that sparks engagement with the audience every single week. Like very rarely are we given any breathing room at all. Like. Yeah, I don't know
1: Yeah, I remember when uh, I can't I can't remember what set it was But it was around the time of Core 20 And a set had come out And then Just before that set came out I can't remember which set it was They announced spoilers for Core 20 And we were talking about like Three Chandra cards in a set An uncommon Chandra
0: Yeah
1: And we were like Oh, this is too much I can't think about all this I long for that time Yeah <laughs> yeah. And it's just something new happens every week now Yeah, I'll I'm tired I'll...
0: Long for the time that, like, I got, I got into a, a multi-hour argument about how they would never print Planeswalkers at uncommon. <laughs> so it was against the yeah against the spirit against, against the spirit of design.
1: In the spirit of design, it's just out the window at this point. Yeah, they they really it's gone g-
0: Go to that Pandora's box wide open.
1: Yeah, I just uh, I just don't know anymore.
0: No. Hey, and that's okay. And that's okay.
1: Yeah. But I, mean, I think do, that's. Do you a... want to go through the rest of the alchemy cards because we didn't get there? Because I started ranting in between.
0: Ah, uh, we, we can do.
1: Yeah, we. Can. Uh, well, it's pretty easy. F-
0: yeah, I think we we should we should at least go through one more. Um.
1: I think it's, it's so- easy to just hit through them right without doing any actual analysis. Yeah,
0: let's go for it. So, Span dragon. Uh, Goldspan dragon is now had, uh, or becomes the target of a spell removed from it so it's a little so bit worse in that sense. Attacks. But
1: Just when it attacks. Yeah, yeah it's still a... It's a 3-3, not a 4-3. Here's, like,
0: uh, here's, the, here's the big one, though, I, I think. I think this one's worth touching on. Like Omnath Locus of, of Creation. Uh, they decided that this one is unbanned in alchemy, and now it costs 5 mana. Uh, so it's 1 red, green, white, blue, instead of just red, green, white, blue. For a four, 4-4, four, and now it has, when it enters the battlefield, scry one so instead of draw a card you scry one and then it has the same landfall um, landfall text on there yep
1: yeah Uh, Cosmos Elixir, that exciting standard card, Uh, you now scry one as well as gain two life, Demilich is now 4-4 so it doesn't die to lightning strike variants. I literally cannot be bothered to read druid class to know what the change is there Uh, same with wizard class and firelath yeah. is uh, the uh, plant gains trample. Uh, landfall, the
0: landfall, yeah, the landfall, yeah, landfall trigger gives you <sighs> gives the plant uh, four plus one plus one counters, and now it gets Trample until end of turn. Wow,
1: exciting and fun. Yeah, and also firelath itself has trample, when it did not before. Yes, yeah, that is correct. Yeah, cool. I just I don't understand. Like the firelath is a card I've looked at for. Over a year, a year yeah. and a half, eighteen months, I've seen that card, and now I get to look at it, and it's got slightly different text. How is that the thing that's exciting yeah. for
0: standard player who yeah. it? It's it's still not Avenger of Zendikar, and never will be.
1: Remember this card that wasn't very good? Now it's slightly better. Yeah, <laughs> is that the exciting content people wanted?
0: I don't know. I don't know.
1: Ugh. Yeah, I I just I'm tired, man. I'm so tired. Remember yeah, in the start I'm, episode where I was really excited talking about modern?
0: Yeah, <laughs> let's get out of I, I do.
1: Maybe we just Maybe stop be... talking about standard altogether, and we just talk about eternal formats. We're not talking about standards.
0: We're talking about alchemy.
1: Oh, but you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> we just we just start talking about the paper formats eternal formats, and that's all good eternal formats.
0: Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Let's do that.
1: We just we just a a, 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 a I guess we could be commander because I have a lot of feelings about commander all the time, but a modern legacy vintage podcast. And we yeah. have to talk about sets in terms of eternal playability, because this is just so much. And I don't, I don't play these formats because it's impossible to play standard in paper at the moment. And I will not download Arena because I cannot afford it. Yeah. I don't want to. I'd rather play fun games in my spare time.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think this is just the first, the first in a long line of, of, of sets. And I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I feel like my. I, I, I have definitely loved I've definitely loved playing historic it's a format that I've, I've really enjoyed playing over the past few months uh, I feel like my love for it is it's now dwindling thanks for stuff like this um, I assume we're gonna get some pretty big changes to the format every time we get one of these alchemy sets which is going to be every standard set so yeah I'm not a fan I'm not a fan but you know we'll see we'll see what happens to my interest in in playing historic and, and arena at all over the next few months I guess uh, but Hey, Kamigawa spoilers start this week, so that's one thing to get excited about next week.
1: Yay! I'm genuinely excited about that. No, I'm
0: very, very excited, and we'll we'll talk all about it next week. Um, I've got a lot of things I would love to see in that in that set, but I think that's all we have time for this week. We've we've (laughs) we've really (laughs) managed to bring down the mood, I think, over the past few minutes. But uh, yeah, you are so welcome. It's it's been good to be back. Looking forward to doing this. Again, more regularly, once again. COVID booster, side effects gone, world fully back in lockdown. Let's yeah, let's make some awful content. It's gonna be fun. Uh Sick. let us know your feelings, you can hit us up on social media, on Twitter, we're at hfdcast, Facebook.com slash Or if you've really enjoyed anything in this episode, if you'd like to give back in a monetary value, you can hit us up at Patreon. We are patreon.com slash hour of devastation. Tears start from as little as one dollar per month, that's roughly twenty to twenty five cents per episode.
1: This podcast is brought to you by Manalik.com, where you can use the coupon code HOFD5 to get 5% off your whole order.
0: Nice. If you want to find my own personal social media, on Twitter, I am at PeachGardenOaf. That's Oaf with an F. Facebook, I'm Joe Loudon. I'm in pretty much all the magic groups. I'm sure you'll see me kicking about somewhere. I also stream, so we stream Magic every Friday night on Twitch, twitch.tv slash We do a whole host of things, uh, usually do a lot of, of Magic Online draft content, so we play Cube on there. We did a Vintage Masters flashback draft last Friday. It's pretty fun, it's a good time. It's twitch.tv slash
1: And you can find me on Twitter at Gene Snealer. Nice. I might just double down on the Warhammer content, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Games Workshop are another bastard company, I guess But at least I still like the game they make
0: <laughs> Hey, we're, we're getting a new tower book soon Maybe there'll be something good in that
1: New new tower codex coming, new Jane occult codex coming Cool new models for both armies uh, More time inside <laughs> so I can paint the models I have <laughs> What's not to love, right, what's not to love Exactly Awesome
0: no, On that note, we're approaching the second hour once again, the Godfarer has returned. We'll see you again next week on our devastation.